You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, this is Katie, and this is the Nursepreneur Podcast, and today I have Kenya Moses with me. So welcome. Thank you for, for coming today. Thank you, Katie, for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited. So, I mean, you have, there's so much that I want to talk to you about, um, but I think before, you know, I kind of jump around and stuff, I want to put some context behind what we're talking about. So why don't you give my audience a little bit of background about you, who you are, and how you kind of got to this space where you are, uh, just so that we know, yeah, just putting it all in context, like how you got to even become an entrepreneur. Sure. That's how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I know after looking at all your websites, we're going to need at least three or four podcast episodes. <laughs> I'll keep it super short. Um, so, so essentially, you know, I started my professional career in corporate finance. I was a financial advisor, um, investment banking, and very quickly I realized that was not what I wanted to spend my life doing. It just wasn't suitable for my personality. I have a little bit more. Um, freedom in my life now um, that I didn't have before. So when I had my first child, that's when I had that overwhelming desire to go into business for myself because I really wanted to be home with my children and be able to have that flexibility. And I had, in my college years, I I was a professional dancer. And so I naturally was like, oh, I moved my body. Why don't I become a personal trainer <laughs> to bring in some extra money? And so I renewed certifications and then I started getting certifications in nutrition and that sort of thing. And in the beginning, it was just working with new moms who were trying to get their baby, their baby bodies back, you know, and from there it just grew and my passion for it grew and it's, it's just evolved over the years. And so I think every day I wake up and there's something new that I want to do or contribute <laughs> to my community. So that's sort of, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> No, it's definitely a good start. So you have um, you have the Be a Fit Mama um, website, right? And then I saw yeah. you have like conscious marketing, and you do business coaching, and you have a book, and you have all mm -hmm. of this stuff. And it. So what what I want to do is kind of break it down to like mm -hmm. when you weren't an entrepreneur. So you were in corporate finance, um, and you wanted to get out of that. So what was the first thing that you did? Like, how did you decide to get out of corporate finance? And that's a hard decision. <laughs> it was a hard decision. You know, it's one of those things. Money is great. And, but it was also my time. I was, it was market hours, but it wasn't just market hours. It was getting up at the crack of dawn and then not getting home until super late. And sort of that just work, work, work mentality and feeling exhausted at the end of the day, going to bed at you know one o'clock in the morning, just so you get up at four. And so, <laughs> and it, my body was not happy. And my mind wasn't happy. And I just realized, you know what, this isn't for me. And so that was my first sort of like, it was my real introduction to being in the real world, you know, after college. Um, but it was, it was very clear that that wasn't the way to go for me. Right. So did you, at that point, you had your first child at this point, right? You didn't want to go back. Is that part of it? Exactly. I was on maternity leave and <laughs> I was like, wow, I really enjoy not having <laughs> 
people think it's, you know, it's bad to get up early with your baby. No, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to stay home. And so I just, my maternity leave was up and then I asked for a, an extension. And then I just decided, you know, I'm not going to return. <laughs> So did you have like the resources to say, well, I'm just going to stay at home, like I'm just going to give up this job or, or how were you able to do, to do that? So yes and no. I was married at the time and so my husband was very supportive and he thought it was wonderful to stay home with the kids, our child at the, at the time. And then after I had my second child, that's when I decided that um that I really wanted to go full on in. And so I was working part-time in my business um, after I left investment banking. And so I really wanted to go in, but then at the same time I was going through a divorce. (laughs) So it was like, ah. So then it became a necessity for me to really just go 110% in and just do what I knew I wanted to do. Okay, so after the birth of your first baby, then what was it that you decided that you wanted to do? So, you know, you didn't want to, like, sit around and eat bonbons, right? Like that, I mean, that's what every mother does at home with their kid, right? But, (laughs) um, you know, so you were thinking, like, I want to do something, but how did you know what to do? So essentially, so that's how Be a Fit Mama came about. So I would take my son to play dates or the you know, neighborhood, um, just you know, like a neighborhood play date where nannies would come and they'd bring the kids and, and they just, just play in this big community center. And I would hear a lot of the moms that would come and they would say, you know, I really wish I could lose, you know, 15 pounds. I don't have any energy. I'm just feeling really tired. I don't know if it's, you know, postpartum depression. I don't know what this is. And And then people would ask me, you know, well, you look great, you know, (laughs) or, you know, you seem like you have so much energy and you're just going out there and you're playing with your kid. And, and it just clicked to me, like, this is something that I can offer um, my experience, you know, uh, being a dancer and just being in my body. Um, It just seemed like a natural fit and something that I love to do is to teach. So I just started from there. Little by little, we did part. I did part time doing personal training sessions. I did some group coaching sessions, and then I just it just took off. Okay, so you so you heard these women talking about wanting to lose weight. You were already a dancer from, I, I guess, a previous life. So when did you start dancing? I've been. De- I actually just stopped. Not necessarily stopped. I'm, I say. I'm, semi-professional or semi-retired now (laughs) but I started dancing when I was about four years old and I was a ballerina and then later I danced in New York with Alvin Ailey I've just been all over the place and it's always been a part of my life so I it sounds like a side side note but it's also been a very active part of my life (laughs) um so yes so just that experience of being in my body and just knowing how to listen to my body and make changes that I need when I need them um, was a really good way for me to introduce kind of this new program that I was creating to these, these women. And you had never done anything like this before. So this was the first time you heard these women and you said, oh, I can teach you how to dance. And they said, that's great. Is that kind of how it happened? And Yes. So it was essentially... So I've taught dance before, you know, taught ballet and modern and that sort of thing. But the way I, I broached the subject with the ladies was more, you know, this is a dance-based or movement-based, you know, personal training. And um, this is after I received my certifications and all of that. So I think that's what 
pique their interest because it wasn't just let's get some weights or let's go running. Let's, <laughs> it was like, let's move our bodies in a way that feels natural to us. And, and that's what got them. And they're like, I want to do that. And so it feels good. I think it feels good to dance, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I bet. Uh, so did you have uh, did you have any like mental blocks or issues with asking for money from these women as opposed to just being like, oh, let's have a little group together? You know, it's like, well, I'll train you, but you know, it's right. At the beginning, I did not be, I was married and I was, I felt supported in that way. And so it was like, okay, I'm getting my feet wet. But when I was going through my divorce, that was a completely different story that it was like, I need to make money. <laughs> so how do I, you know, how do I uh, come up with this? And, and, uh, and so I basically, I went online, I checked and, you know, what are other personal trainers, you know, asking for? And, and then I had to sit down with myself and start thinking about, you know, everything that I learned in business school, I went to business school as well. So it was like, okay, I know my value and I know what I'm offering and I know what the outcome is going to be for these women who join me. So I'll do, you know, price accordingly. And so in the changes throughout, you know, through the first couple of years, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to price it here. Then I'm like, oh, let me, you know, add a few dollars onto that. <laughs> the cost of living has gone up. Um, but it was definitely a learning experience. I was not afraid to ask for what I thought I was worth. And that was really important for me. And just be, mostly because it was no longer just myself. It was me and two little ones and that I needed to support. So it was really important that I was confident in that and could support my family. Right. That uh, That's amazing. So, yeah, because, you know, a lot of us find that trouble in asking people for money and then you ask them for like such a small amount that nobody wants what you're offering because, you know, it's so small. How could it be worth anything? You know, and it, it's hard right. to help people get past that. So that's great that you didn't have those issues and that you had business background to help you to establish that. So did you also have a marketing background as well? So when I went to business school, my focus was on marketing and very different type of marketing back then than it is now. <laughs> so that's one of those things that you just have to keep up. And, um, but yes, so at the time marketing was my expertise. So I was able to present myself in a way that was very professional and, you know, maybe this expert when I only had, you know, I just started the business, you know, but um, I was able to just convey my message very clearly. Okay, so be a fit mama, that came first, right? That came first, that started it all. <laughs> <laughs> and it started as, as personal training, and then you brought it online, or how did that work? Yes, so I brought it online about four years ago, and I just started with a very basic program. It was actually a mindfulness program. It was called, um, what was it called? <laughs> it was basically, it was about increasing your motivation to, for health and fitness, because a lot of people have a block. It's like, I want to get healthy. I want to change my eating habits. I want to change my exercise habits, but I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Better to sit here and watch Netflix with you know ice cream. So, so that was one of my first programs, and and that was the only program for a very long time. And the last couple of years is when I started doing more fitness oriented programs. Okay, how did you learn how to get all this stuff up online? Were you a web designer as well, or or did you have that all outsourced? And you know, I'm very much a do-it-yourselfer, and that's one of my one of my downfalls. I think <laughs> is. 
I can do everything myself. You know, I don't need any help. So from the very beginning, I built my own websites. I did all the things. Um, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm far more mature <laughs> and I know that you can't do everything yourself, but I did, um, in the last, we'll say the last seven years, I have a variety of digital marketing certifications. So I did learn everything there pretty much there, there is to know about marketing online and, and all of that. So I did up until this point, <laughs> up until this year, pretty much do everything myself with a little help here and there. Right. I, you know, I think there's kind of this fallacy out there because I, I was the same way. And, you know, it's like the one thing that I'm trying to help my nurses to get past is that, you, one, you don't have to do it all yourself. And two, you probably shouldn't be doing it yourself yes. because <laughs> some of the WordPress sites that I came up with were just horrendous in, in retrospect. And it cost me more money to have them professionally redone eventually anyway that I, I feel like I could have just done it right the first time. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we you built a Be a Fit Mama for, and you're in the San Francisco area. Yes, I am. I am in the East Bay. I'm in Alameda. Okay, which just is not, the bridge. yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, your Be a Fit Mama came first, and then what happened next? How did these other pieces come together? You know, they came together because I started, I, like I said, I love to teach. And so it just happened in natural conversation that someone would say, oh, I love your website. Or, you know, how, how are you so successful? Can you tell me? Can you show me? And I thought, sure, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me help you with that. And, and from that, um, I essentially had started, so conscious marketing um, is basically a strategy marketing company. So I help other small businesses and solo entrepreneurs um, find that strategy that's going to help them get their message out there. And so that started about five years ago and I love doing it. It's not, Be A Fit Mama is definitely my focus um, and my, my writing, but the marketing is wonderful. I love to help others who are in the wellness industry because I, it's one of those things that oftentimes wellness professionals are a little bit you know, we, we step aside and we don't, <laughs> we don't want to be loud and proud about who we are and what we do. And so this is just my contribution to help those to share what they do. So do you think that your MBA prepared you for just kind of running an online business? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say that it, it prepared me to learn all the things, but not necessarily run an online business. I went to business school, I think, long ago, long ago that um, the internet wasn't what it is today. And so it was a very different world. Everything was very, I think I was trained to be in an office. So if I had stayed in investment banking, I would have been, per it would have been perfect. Um, I was trained to work really well for someone else and not necessarily for myself. So I, I think being an entrepreneur was one of those just learn as you go and hope you don't <laughs> trip <laughs> along the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a similar experience because I have my MBA as well and I, I feel like it wasn't ready, like, because I did mine back in the early 2000s, you know, I started in 99. So, you know, to say that it informed an online business platform, it just, it just wasn't possible. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, it really is, I mean, we are do-it-yourselfers, we are uh, learn as you go, and you just have to jump into the fire and, and just get it done. <laughs> which leads me to your book, which is Getting Shit Done, right? 
The Single Mama's Guide to Getting Shit Done. Tell me about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, for many, many years, I I said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. And I didn't know what I was going to write about. (laughs) And then finally, one day, I just, it just occurred to me, you know, you're a single mother. You're a business owner. You've been through a lot in your life. You have a lot that you can share with the world. So why don't you just start there? And so I did. And the title came first. And I was visiting a friend in the hospital and then it just dawned on me and I said, okay, what do you think about this title? And she's like, oh my gosh, I would totally buy that book. (laughs) And so I went home and I started writing and it took me about six months. And so the book is really just about being a single mom, but creating a self-care regimen to really help you fulfill your dreams. So starting from the foundation of like who you are, what it is that you want in the world and how you're going to incorporate that into your life being a single mom. And yeah, so that's, that was really fun. And that came out last year. Oh, it did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you self-publish or did you? I I did. I was going to go the traditional route, but then I thought coming back to the whole marketing thing, (laughs) it made more sense at the time to do self-publishing just because, you know, um, a lot of traditional publishers would like you to have a platform that's rather sizable um, before they even consider taking one, but then you still must do a lot of the marketing yourself. So I thought, you know what, let's see how I do self-publishing and then, you know, perhaps that's something to do later on. Yeah, I think, you know, the self-published route is a really, it's a great idea. And really just to get that first book out, because I, I know so many people that say that, you know, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book, but they never do because it, it's never good enough. It's never good enough for a publisher. It's just like, just write something like yes. <laughs> anything. It doesn't have to be a New York bestseller. Just get it out there. <laughs> yes, You never know what's going to happen, you know? And right. so from this book, I have five more books in the works. So it's just, you never know. Right. Plus, it's it's great for your marketing as well. Like when you can show a book, I mean, it, it establishes you as an authority. Do you, Have you found that or have you found people find you through your book? Definitely. And definitely in mostly around speaking. So speaking engagements. So if whether I'm looking to speak at an organization or a conference, most you know, meeting, go, meeting, what do they call it? Um, meeting planners. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who goes with these things? Um, we'll ask, do you have a book? You know, not necessarily to sell at the back of the room, but just so that they can say, oh, this person is an author of this book and this genre. And they really like that. And it's a really great selling point when you're trying to get your foot through the door. So yeah, I have definitely seen that. Yeah. And it's nice on your website to see a book and then you're holding the book and uh, yeah. <laughs> the whole like branding thing with the book, you know, just get the book done. Yes. <laughs> so that's great. So you also have a YouTube channel and a um, podcast, right? I do. I what, do. Tell us what the podcast is about. So the podcast is basically in alignment with the Single Mama's Guide. That's the title of it. And it's a it's basically conversations with with entrepreneurs, professionals who work with single moms or have some experience or single moms themselves. Um, so basically we talk about um, how from anything from finance to relationships to health and wellness and then just basically an inspirational show. So I, I've, I started last year and I took a little, little hiatus, <laughs> but I'll be coming back in the fall. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm a single mom too. So I really appreciate, you know, everything that you're doing and all that. And, you know, watching the podcast and watching your videos and stuff, it's, it's all really just amazing. So the single mom's guide, that's another kind of separate business. That's where you help single moms with businesses. Is that, or is it just single moms or is it anybody? Oh, I'm open to anyone, but the focus is really to get single moms to just really embrace embrace their power and so that's my my contribution and i and i really want to be able to show how we can start successful businesses and and even if just little by little you know starting very part-time but just getting connecting with ourselves enough that we feel confident that we can actually achieve the goals and the dreams that we have for ourselves because i think a lot of us who may have been married before or never married or you know single moms by choice whatever the situation is it's it's not super easy to be a single parent <laughs> to be a single mother so i want to just share that there's ways there's definitely ways for us to take care of ourselves our bodies our minds and take care of our families at the same time so what kind of challenges do you see for single moms are they just kind of like uh, I don't know if I can do a business or, or what kind of resistances do you come up against with single moms? Oh my goodness. The resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I think oftentimes it's a confidence thing, you know, whether it's self created tapes that we have going on in the background or things from past relationships and families, all of that is not believing in ourselves and knowing that anything is possible. And I think coming from a single um, income household, you know, you think that, oh my gosh, you know, I have to work 20 times harder. I'm not going to have time to take care of myself. I'm not going to be able to do the things I really want to do because I just need to make sure I get food on the table and, you know, clothes on my children's back and a, a, a roof over their heads. And that's all true. But, you know, by creating balance and, you know, I, I always say I live by my calendar. My calendar is like, if it's not on my calendar, it's not getting done, you know? <laughs> and I always say that to clients. I'm like, okay, did you write it down? <laughs> did you put it, did you put it in your phone? And they're like, oh, I didn't. I'm like, well, <laughs> and once we start putting those self-care things in there, like, oh, go for a 10 minute walk or just sit and breathe, meditate, you know, exercise, eat, stretch, you know, it can be very small things and they make a world of difference. And it changes the way we see ourselves and how we move in the world. And it helps bring up that confidence and we feel more inspired to go after those things that, you know, feel great to us and where we feel like we can make a change in the world. Do you have any examples like single moms that you've worked with that, uh, you know, you saw like a, a big change in them or a, a business that they started, just kind of an example of, of something? Yes, actually, one of um, my first interviews on the Single Mama's Guide podcast is a friend of mine who's also a single mother and she started, she wanted to start a business years ago when her son was super young and she's a nurse as well. <laughs> and she wanted to, she didn't want to be a nurse anymore. <laughs> But <laughs> she wanted to go become a, um, a Reiki practitioner and massage therapist. And she just didn't know how to go about it. And she was one of like my guinea pigs <laughs> in the beginning. I'm like, let me help you, you know? And so, <laughs> and so she and I worked together for about a year, year and a half. And we became very clear on what it is that she wanted to accomplish and what she wanted to share in the world. And she was so scared. And just thought, I can't do this. You know, I need to, I need to stay in nursing. I need to do this. And I thought, and I thought you can, 
you can do that. You can do both. You know, you can have that security. And you, she enjoyed nursing. She just wanted to be an entrepreneur and she didn't know how to make that happen. And I said, you know what, you can do both of those. So why don't we work together to create a plan, um, a strategic plan to make both of those things happen. And so that's what we did. And it took some time. It may have taken a little bit more time than perhaps if you didn't have children or, you know, you were, <laughs> but <laughs> we did do it. And now she's, she's doing great. And so she's a master Reiki practitioner and does massage therapy. And then she works per diem for hospital in Oakland, California. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And you know, just the one thing that you say, <clears throat> in terms of like getting a business off the ground, like, I think some people think, because I had a friend call me once, and she's like, Oh, my husband needs some money, you know, what kind of business can he start? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's, just not, it's not a faucet. You don't start a business and the money comes pouring out. I'm like, it's going to take like a good amount of chunk of time. Like, have you found that getting a business from idea, like formulating an idea, just I want to be an entrepreneur to actually seeing money come in? Like, what would you kind of guesstimate? Or I'm sure it's different for everybody, but... It is definitely different for everyone. It depends on your resources, the time available you have to really put into it. But you know, I've seen, I've seen women bring in new clients within the first two weeks, you know, and sometimes it takes three months, you know, depending on how clear you are. And I think that the more clear you are on what it is that you want and who you're going to serve, the easier it is because the people who, who need your services are going to see, oh my gosh, Katie, I, <laughs> that's what I want, you know, <laughs> but if you're kind of wishy-washy and you're like, I'm not quite sure. And you're a little timid with sharing your offers, then it's going to be a little harder for, to attract those people in there. So I would say the more clear you are, the faster, you know, your clients will come to, to you. Yeah. And I think that's great because it really, because some people are just so afraid to be successful. So, you know, it's kind of like we take these little, little baby steps for the longest time. And I, I have one student in particular who um, she wanted to start uh, an editing, medical editing and stuff. And so I said, you know, let's, let's really hone down on this. And we finally got her to DNP students, which is doctoral nursing practice students. And all she did was change her LinkedIn to say that she was a DNP coach. And then all of a sudden people started contacting her. And she's like, I don't know how these people found me. I'm like, well, you were just clear. Like <laughs> all of a sudden it's like you put down what you are and then people know to come to you. And it's, exactly. you know, it was like a mental block. Right. Um, Our mind is so powerful. And I think that we can talk ourselves out of, anything and mm -hmm. we can rationalize things and just the I think the more connected we are with ourselves that clarity happens and then the floodgates open right so you help people with mindfulness as well I do <laughs> how, do how do you do that do you go take them through meditation or what, what do you what do you do for them I do so a variety of things so I'm also a TP specialist which is a French um, emotional regulation technique and um, it's basically about sensory of the body and, and, and what we're feeling, our emotions through our body and being able to release that. Um, so I use a combination of meditation and breathing exercises, TP, and it's, I find it's different for everyone. Some people really love meditation. Some people just like to just drop down into their body and just listen to their breath. And some people like to be guided in a TV session. So it's really just once I'm able to start getting to know the client, you know, we'll kind of experiment, we'll see what works. Um, and then sometimes they're like, no, let's just meditate today. <laughs> 
So it's a lot of fun and I'm, I'm glad, I'm very happy that I'm able to incorporate that in pretty much all of my work, even my marketing clients. So when I sit down with them, I'm like, okay, so we're going to meditate before we start. And it's like, <laughs> right, like yes, I'm a little woo-woo, but you know. <laughs> But it's something I really appreciate because in the hospital system, we are not woo-woo at all. Like, and as a matter of fact, we'll just be like, this is ridiculous. So one time, and you can tell me about, I, you know, I don't want to derail this conversation too much, but I'm interested in your teepee because when I was over in France, that's, I was introduced to the emotional freedom tapping um, and, and just tapping out emotions and, and physical pain and that kind of stuff. And when I was first introduced to it, I was like, it's ridiculous. Like it was my medical mindset, right? But then I started doing it. It was so help. Like I was amazed. Now I'm like, when I'm in the hospital, I try not to tell people about it because they, they get very upset. Like it's very bizarre that the medical system is so anti like anything but pills and, and surgery. Right. So. It's very true. You know, I, I love tapping as well. I'm not certified in tapping, but it's something that I do share with my clients and say, Hey, go over here to this resource. I think you would really, really enjoy it. Um, but tapping is wonderful. Um, TP is a little different. It's basically, it's, how do I describe it? <laughs> my friend Cedric Bertelli, he's actually the director in the U S and he does an amazing job of explaining this, but it's essentially is feeling where your, your emotion is in your body. So we know that, you know, if I'm feeling angry, some of, some of us might feel like a, you know, a tightness in our chest, you know, or in our head or in our throat, like a little ball in our throat. It's essentially feeling that, recognizing where it is, and then following it through your body. And just like, like you're in your mind's eye watching it, you kind of watch and you're like, okay, so I have this little knot in my throat and it's coming, coming down my chest and it moves to my back. And then it, you know, it's set at some point it goes away. And then it's like, you can do that a couple of times if, if it hasn't gone away completely, but it works pretty darn well. <laughs> and what, what take with TP, the idea is that whatever triggered that emotion, it's not going to come back in that situation. So if you were triggered by a coworker who you butt heads every day, you know, and the next time you see that person, you might not have that feeling anymore. So it really is meant to help resolve those emotions. And so if you're anxious about a job interview or you're anxious about bringing in a new client, so you're able to feel that situation and help it release through the body. Yeah, that's amazing. So you use that for your business clients as well. I do. I do. And that really helps with the resistance of bringing in those, you know, bringing those new clients or being, when I say, oh, let's do a Facebook live. <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> no, no. There's always some level of resistance. They're like, no, not, I can't do that. Not happening. You know, <laughs> oh, let's do a TV session. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I have that with uh, whenever I bring up video and everybody's like, oh no, I, I can never do video. And you're like, well, we're on video right now. You're doing video. Like, <laughs> right. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, Kenya, this was absolutely an amazing conversation. I love everything that you do. You do so much. Uh, you know, I, I really want to get your book, Getting Shit Done, because <laughs> you clearly are the queen of getting shit done. This is just <laughs> incredible. Um, do you have any, like, final things that you want to say or last things you kind of want people to remember as, as this podcast ends? Well, I would just say, you know, whatever it is that you have, any goals that you have set for yourself, don't just push them aside. I'd say number one, take care of yourself and breathe. Those are, I would say those are the important things. Take care of yourself, breathe. And once you've found that clarity, 
then just go with that and don't second guess yourself. I think that's so important that we're able to just trust ourselves, trust our intuition and know that we have these goals and these dreams for a reason. So just move forward and don't rush yourself. Just take your, take your time. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me.